0: to another episode of On The Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations.
1: Hello everybody, welcome to our tasting panel. We did one last week with Valentina Aljolas. And here people are coming on. We're waiting for Maggie now. I'm here. Oh, Maggie, thank goodness. I mean, we practiced yesterday. How are What's you, Maggie? Maggie? You did your hair and everything. I didn't do my makeup. No, look, I am well-dressed today, you I see. know you did your hair and everything. No, the hair is the same as yesterday. So listen, welcome, Maggie. Thank you so much for doing this. As you know, Maggie Enriquez, She's one of the women that I really admire the most in the wine industry. She is, of course, the CEO of Courte. And if you ever go on YouTube, there's a wonderful video of her riding on a bike. I think she's going from the train station to work, right? Because you take the train from Paris to Champagne. Yes, I
2: take the train to Reims. I am here in the house of Krug. Here is the house of
1: Krug. Right, right. Before I met you in person and I saw that video, And I said, this is so romantic. Like, this is all fake, you know, like fake news. Like, they make her to be this romantic. But in reality, I discovered that it's completely true because when we were doing Clubhouse the other day, right? And she was actually literally on a bike trying to multitask, going on a bike and doing the Clubhouse conversations. This is absolutely true. This is a wonderful woman. How long have you been with Kirk?
2: I've been 12 years already because I came here in, uh, in 2009, January. Right. So it's been already 12 years uh,
1: this year. So listen, Maggie, I don't know if everybody knows, you did your PhD. It took you about 100 years to do it, right? <laughs> yes. I
2: started my PhD in 2007 and 2008. I did uh, all my, you know, the university side and the courses and for two years. Where did you do it? Where
1: did you do your PhD?
2: It was on distance with the Swiss Management Center. It was one of the first seven in Europe in distance. Now everybody does distance, but when I did, nobody was doing that. And they are very strong on that. And I finished the courses, and it was the year to do my thesis in 2009, and it was the year I came here. And it was not possible to think about doing any thesis. And so I asked the professor in Argentina, because I was doing it with a chapter in Argentina. He was really cool and he helped me a lot. And he found these 10 years with the university. So I had to finish in 2019, which I did. And I'm very grateful because I said to the teacher that I would do something related to these years of experience, which I did.
1: What was the, the thesis of your PhD?
2: And so you know that in a PhD, you have to always push the limits of uh, knowledge. So it's very difficult. You have to bring something that is new. And so the point what I brought was the fact that in the luxury world, all the luxury theories that are available now, they cannot explain luxury
1: or high-end ones. Can you give us in few sentences, how do you define
2: luxury? The point is you define luxury in a way that you create something that is way beyond that exists to provoke emotions and sensations around something that is a very high qualitative product, that is beautiful, that creates pleasure, that is a full emotion, full uh, experience, and that gives you freedom. This is what luxury is. Normally, it is somebody who just brings out something that does not exist. The first luxury product ever was a wine. Auburion in 1521.
1: What do you mean by that? The first luxury product was
2: wine. It is known because it's the one that they gave the name and people were looking for Auburion because Auburion was the first to change a Bordeaux kind of uh, light, uh, very light, uh, Rosette wines into the profile you know today. And this is what luxury is. Luxury is somebody who comes in, like uh, was Vuitton and says, uh, what uh, 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 ladies do not have a special way of carrying their vêtements, their, their robes? And he creates. And Dior said, let's uh, look at the shape. Uh, and uh, uh, Chanel says, uh, I don't want to dress like others. And she just came and provoked and created something new. So luxury is always, this is why innovation is so important. Or in the case of wines, it is about bringing something that is outstanding and impossible to find elsewhere. And so the point was that all theories are about you know, luxury brands, and they control their whole value chain, and we do not do it in wines. And the base was, I did a research on different houses, and it was to show that it should exist a chapter dedicated to wines.
1: So different houses, meaning champagne houses or other wineries? Wine, wine, I say wine houses. All houses. So no champagne. You didn't include champagne. I didn't
2: include champagne because champagne is in between the luxury brands and wines. And wines would be completely on the side of a totally different approach to the building of a luxury wine. It's, it is not included in any of the books I have found.
1: Can we have a read at your dissertation somewhere? Uh, yes, of course. I can. Send Where it do to we you. find it?
2: I can send it to you and then you can do whatever.
1: And I can sell it. Like I can sell no, it, I get it online. No, no, like, no, no, you know, no. make people pay for it. and make some extra money. Okay.
2: No, <laughs> Listen. No, no, Listen send. You don't say it. But it's make,
1: interesting. Yeah, uh, we would love to read it. Of course, you're a guest at Wine to Wine. Uh, you came to Verona. It was like three years ago already, I think.
0: Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local foods, and taking in the scenery. Now, back to the show.
1: Maggie, I want to introduce you to the tasting panel we have today. I just a quick hello. So we have hello. hello She's my classmate from WSET diploma program. Right. We have Lan,
2: Hello. Okay, hello. I think you
1: met Lan in Verona. Did you meet her? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just we met when I was there. He is actually the coordinator for Vinitaly International Academy. He thinks he's the boss. Okay. Right. We have Rebecca. She's our wine educator for WSET and of course he, <laughs> uh, she's our Italian wine ambassador. We have Elena. Hello. She's the real boss. She has complete control of, over my agenda. I do everything. She's from, she was a professional swimmer Good. from Siberia. Good. She's really tough. Okay. Good. This is Franco. He does, he's, runs our WSET school. And then Christina. She's a, Hello. our house enologist. And um, Jacopo. Hello. Incredible, incredible taster. So this is our tasting panel in-house today, and of course, we'll be tasting your 168th anniversary. So do you wanna tell us a little bit about just the generic idea about the Grand Cuvée? It's a little bit confusing, actually, because it seems like the opposite, right? So we're going to serve the wine, and then if you want to start talking about it, and then our tasting panel has some specific questions regarding, of course, the the viticulture and vinification. Perfect. Okay. okay.
2: Super good. So we can serve, and I will do also. Yeah, we're
1: going to start serving the wine. And it's a
2: uh, Krug Grand Cuvée 168 edition.
1: Yes. Okay. Voilà. Actually, a- no, because that was the only thing I can get hold of at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a lot of Krugs, and the- I do Italian wine, as you know. This is a great excuse for me to, you know, drink champagne because otherwise I'm drinking Francia Corta and Trento da. So it's nice. nice. Yes, I I love it.
2: Love it. Need to talk to you more often. Very good. Probably the first thing we have to say is uh, just to talk about your public is the importance of a good glass.
1: Always a glass. Oh my God, we don't don't have good glass. You're going to go crazy on me. You see, this is the glass we have. Perfect. Perfect. Okay.
0: Yeah, tell me about you the, the class, because
1: you're kind of obsessed about no flute, right? You're like, no you're flute. the crazy woman, like, no flute? No, 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 I don't want to see it. I am obsessed because I think the flute
2: is like if you go to a concert with the earplugs or you go to a museum and you see a, a masterpiece half covered. And it's, this makes me sad because I think the beauty is there and you will miss half of it because you don't have the right glass. So this is why I am obsessed with it. Okay,
1: glass. so what kind of glass? What kind of glass? I would are say with? that
2: glass is perfect, a white wine glass.
1: Yeah, this we use it for everything, basically. It's a for universal
2: glass, and it's perfect, that glass. And I think this is what we have to tell people. You don't need a special glass to taste a good champagne. You just need a white wine glass, one you have at home, and you will enjoy it, and you will enjoy it really discovering all the beauty that has been created within it. So just to come into this Grand curé, this Champagne, this is the reason of existence of the house. And it is about this man who arrives in 1834 in Champagne. And it's interesting to know that 1820 to 1850 is the big expansion of Champagne. So Champagne is doing well. It's almost 100 years after the first house of Champagne has been founded even almost 100 years after Moët de So they, champagne has already its way, way to do things, way to approach champagne making. And uh, he is not very comfortable with the proposal. He doesn't like to wait for a good year to make a good champagne because normally every house makes a non-vintage, which is a light champagne, easy to drink, not complexity at all. And then good years, they will make a vintage. And so he was not very comfortable with this proposal. And he had this dream. I want to see what I can offer, which is the best I can offer every year to our clients. So Krug Grand QA is his idea, is his dream, is the dream of this man.
1: Who- idea of which man? Joseph Krook. You, oh, you
2: can see him here. You see, this is the founder. Yeah, he's hot. And, hmm? Hot, he's really hot. He's really because we 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 will put this open little bit. So we can see him. Yeah, she doesn't get it. Okay, sorry. Uh, yes, he was he was super guy, and what I like from him is that he decided to leave everything written in a little book that we found that is this image, right? A little, little book we found in April two thousand ten, and this allowed us to understand all his philosophy, which starts by understanding every plot through its wine as one terroir. This is the philosophy of this house since the foundation. And his idea was every year, I cannot make a great year every year, but I could receive every tone, colors, flavors, aromas of the different uh, plots every year. And I could build a library with wines separated by plot from different years, and I could have in this library everything I need to recreate every year the most generous expression of champagne. This is his idea, still is the most original champagne of the house. It is unique in champagne, and the whole idea is to offer in a glass all flavors and aromas of champagne. And so when we want to know what is inside, first we have to taste. You know, for me, I always say, do you like it or you don't? This is most important.
1: Okay, let's taste
2: it. You see, you can feel generosity. You can feel this
1: roundness, so many flavors. You know, know, the French have a really good expression. You know, I love this expression that the French have, pas mal. Well, this is an
2: expression you say when, you know, you don't have anything else to say. Yeah,
1: exactly. We're tasting the wines. So I'm going to take like first question from the
0: panel. Are you okay with that?
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to go to Rebecca. Uh, so
0: you're using 198 wines to blend across so the So you market. have
2: checked already, no? I you have. checked with the ID, the crook ID, <laughs> yeah. I, I can
0: see. How both. do you choose? How do you make your selection? We, it's a very, very nice question.
2: During, because I just came from that, every day we do it 15, wines can be the wines of the year or reserve wines we do 15 base wines during five months and we are around five to six people in the room in a tasting committee so during five months we do around 1,000
1: tastings what why didn't you call me why don't you call me when you do this I want to quit my job and come and do be one of the 1,000 tastings you know
2: Base wines are not so easy to taste because you have to imagine how they will evolve and how they will develop in company with others. But the whole idea is we have a digital system that is called Black Book. but it's a totally digital system so we can follow the plots. And we know what has happened in the last six years because we have the systems in six years, and it's the profile of the wine. And so we comment, we comment, completely descriptive way. And also we give some notes and uh, rating. And all of this information will be accumulated. And this is the base with which our Seller Master, now Julie Cabin,
1: for 20 years with Eric Lebel. Yeah, you've changed your Seller Master, yeah. right? Julie
2: grew with uh, Eric for 14 years. Eric is still a Deputy Director. So he's there to support. He's doing all the projects for the group, but he's there to support. Because for me, white making in this house is absolutely the essence is the heart of the house and so i wanted to make sure i have an organization that guarantees as much as possible the continuity so julie will almost disappear during 15 days at the end of march and then she will do her creations when we're tasting already in the second time of tastings of every wine of the year she starts noting a little bit this can go this can be in Croup-Rent in Louis. This can be a, as, as in a vintage, if we do a vintage, because the idea is set in the little book of the founder. The champagne number one of the house is Croup-Rent Is this idea of generosity. And the champagne number two is the vintage. And there's no better champagne or the other. He says it very clear. A good house of champagne should create only two champagnes, the same quality. So we have no difference on quality. One is about fullness, and the other is about preciseness. It's the precise story of one year. So when she's tasting, wherever, for instance, you feel a lot of fruit. Normally, these can, you know, intentionally thought to go in the rosé. And then when you have this diversity of flavors, aromas, then probably you will be sent to grand graduate. Then when she goes out in these two weeks, she will start combining, it's not easy because you have to understand also the library you live. So it's a real complex process where she will put together to find the harmony you get in this class. So we do have an idea of what is this most generous expression we want to create. Of course, it's never going to be the same. Every new edition, is a new edition of the dream of this man, bringing together all flavors and aromas of champagne, but it's never going to be the same. So how we select, through these five months, she's already taking notes, especially the last three months, about where this wine could be placed. And some of them, she would think that better they go in the reserve wine. Because reserve, they will grow, they will get deeper, they will get rounder, they will get wiser and you feel it. When you taste back the reserves, even we have tasted the previous year, you can feel how in a very reductive space because they are in very, very close tanks, state of the art, but they evolve. They get like round or wiser and they bring so much to the blend. And normally like here, you have 42% of reserve wines. And so, depending on the year, the year that which is the year around which this champagne was created is 2012. In 2012, you have a lot of character. So it's good to bring, you know, elegance, finesse and charoness uh, that w- would bring some kind of light tension to it. And so this is the philosophy with which she will select
1: the wines of the year.
2: To then go into the selection of the research.
1: I just can't imagine like what that means. 198 wines. It yeah. just seems like it's almost like science fiction. Yes. You know. That's but true. your yours is the only house that does this. Is that correct? Exactly. All right. So I'm going to give another question to one of our other okay. panel members, Jacopo. You remember the one that who sleeps all the time? I this is good. When a board, that, to the office I and they say I'm that. a bad boss, look, at, look okay. at him. Okay, what is your question? Okay. My question is always about the blending. It's correct to say that blend, when I tried, uh, 198 wines, is not just a signature fact, but he also gave a picture of what is champagne area, because I saw that wines came from different areas, so different soils, different amounts of chalk. Is... One of the purpose of the wine give an aspect of what champagne is in general.
2: I really like your question because
1: you like him or you like his question. I like him because he
2: sleeps when he's bored, like me.
1: Okay, all right, let's hear. Let's hear.
2: He's my friend. He's my friend. So I like the question because the question answers a bit the origin of the idea in Joseph Crook. He understood that champagne could be very diverse. And so, what he wanted is to make a tribute to champagne and to bring all flavors and aromas of champagne, you have to, and the high quality he wanted, you have to understand every single plot, it doesn't matter how small it is, as one wine. And with these, you really understand a good grower, a good terroir, and also you understand the region, the area where this terroir is and the type of grape. And so, we like to say that. The terroir is the musician, the type of grape is the instrument, and the score is the year. And this is what we kind of get, and this is exactly what you say. What we try to bring together is this symphony of champagne. So every year, the symphony is going to be different. We then, when we are tasting like today, we said, ah, we have new sounds, new sounds from the south. And then we, we started from uh, Ob and no uh, Risse. We started discussing about the differences from the sounds from Risse and Ob. So this is what we try to look for. And of course, because the tones are different according to the year, this is why we have to go through 10 different years. But crew Grand Coué is about bringing this complexity and the beauty together of the region of Shanbei. And to get here, we have to discover the essence of every area and grower to be able to finally achieve this
1: creation. So are you satisfied with Maggie's answer? He said said it's acceptable. (laughs) Acceptable (laughs) answer. (laughs) That's great. We're kind of towards the end. I just want to ask you a personal question. 2020. It's been kind of a tough year, right? For the House of Krug, but in general for the Champagne area. How have you lived through 2020? I know you're not a Nostradamus, but what do you see in 2021?
2: Well, you know, Stevie, me, as a good Latin American, I have gone through crisis all my life, since '89. Yeah, from Venezuela, Lester. Yeah, Yeah, you win. No
1: competition, you win.
2: Yeah. What is the difference of this crisis? We have to all be aware, this crisis pushes us to be distant. And so we have to try to find a connection. We have to connect like you do, through these ways, through words. We have to try to find ways we can create this good energy because almost every way to create good energy are caught. You cannot go to cinema, you cannot go to concerts, you cannot do parties. So this is where great wines, great champagnes have a place. This is where this kind of program has a place. Because we can really give and people can receive. And this is the key of this crisis. So how do we live this crisis? I understood that many things we've done were strong and we had to protect. But we were also weak in digital. We didn't have the studio where I am today. We were not so good in CRM at all. And so we started to build areas where we were weak and the crisis showed us that we were weak. And my idea always is crisis shows you the end of a cycle and the beginning of a new one. And this is the way I see it. And so we are getting you know, stronger when we were weaker. And we have to leave this crisis stronger than what we got into it. This is the way we see it. We were able to do everything, the big steps, you know, this house, we the creations are all made in April decided, in May blended. In June, they are bottled. So everything, you know, there are steps so important. Harvest, of course, in August this year, very early. Everyone was really at the service of the house and we were able to do everything we needed. We have activated the markets because some markets were slower or dormant like airlines. So we had some bottles. After almost five years, we didn't have one bottle. So now we have some bottles to give to new clients, to activate new markets. So I see, as always, it's a crisis we don't like because it's a sad crisis. It has put all our partners, our restaurants, hotels in a very difficult situation. And that makes us sad. But, you know, we haven't brought this crisis. So now we have to understand how this crisis will help us to get stronger. And this is the way we treat it. And this so, story, you know,
1: story. so, you know, we'll be talking about this, actually, if anyone's interested. We're on another panel in Clubhouse tonight at 8 o'clock. We'll be talking about how to face 2021 uh, in the wine business. But don't you miss, like, I personally miss kind of the physical contact. I mean, I have to be honest. You know, the Italians are crazy about kissing everybody. And I'm perfectly happy now that I don't have to kiss everybody. I have to be honest. But sometimes I do miss those people I like. I miss hugging them and kissing course, them and the physical contact. Of
2: course. This is you the know? most terrible part of this crisis. Most terrible part of this crisis is this crisis is pushing us to be distant. And what creates the energy is to be close. When you are with people, it's people who will give you back the energy. And this we have to miss. We are missing in the wine, wine world is a world of people. It's about connecting with people. And this is so much missing us, all of us, the people who are on the other side and us. But, you know, this is a reality. We have to keep connected. We have to keep connecting. And we will love so much when we are back together. And then we
1: can embrace each other and celebrate life. Okay, so with that, I think I just, let me just tell you, when we do these tasting panels, usually we have a spittoon. I just want you to know nobody's been using it, as you can understand. I
2: understand.
1: understand. So we just like to do a brindisi. Cheers. I say cheers. Okay. Arrivederci. Apprezzo, Maggie. Grazie mille.
2: Grazie mille a Thank you so much.